internet brand strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel, to telecommuting from home, to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here today with Linda Crater and today we're talking about self-talk. Now we all have self-talk and when you start monitoring your own self-talk, don't, don't be surprised that you might be completely shocked. I know I was because I had no idea how much of the negative tapes were still running in my head from childhood, from my education, from my spiritual upbringing, from my parents and siblings, not to blame anybody, but all of those things are planted in our brains like little seeds and we can either grow them into beautiful plants or we can grow them into weeds. When I've had challenges in my life, the hardest challenges I've had are not only the thoughts that I have, the words that I use, but but how to think and stay motivated because honestly, if I don't go to the gym in the morning, it's not because my body refused, it's because I thought about it and I made a decision. And I I never realized how important our thinking, our thoughts are until I learned how to do better and how to be better. And that's what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is so important. There's such a heavy mind-body connection and our brain hears every single thing we tell it. So if we are very hard on ourselves, I, it adds up. It actually puts brain furrows in that uh, negative thought track that you might have. And eventually it makes us unhealthy lowers our immune system. It really has a lot of effects that people don't even think about. And you and I have talked about this at length personally, and we both know that we can now recognize it in other people too, when someone is being nasty to themselves. And, and we might be saying something awful. So I stop myself now. Do you do the same thing? I try to, I wouldn't say I'm great at it. I think it's like one of those things where it's a skill and you get better at it. But I think the biggest part of it is just realizing that you're doing it, like catching yourself. Cause I do think it's part of human nature. It's just kind of how we roll, but it doesn't mean we have to continue that way. No, it doesn't. And it, it's also a form of automatic negative thinking if we start to talk to ourselves that way. And if we beat ourselves up with, I always do that, or I'm so stupid, those are really not healthy things to do. But it, it, it doesn't take that much to learn to stop yourself, to kind of erase it, and to recognize it. Once you pay attention, it's kind of like looking for red cars. You, you go to look for red cars and you can find them everywhere. Well, if you start to look for, all right, I'm going to be nice to myself. I'm going to talk nicely to others. I'm going to recognize it. You start to see it. 
Absolutely. And well, and especially if you have kids, because kids will repeat, you know, what you say out loud, you know, our thoughts are, you know, our speech is reflective of our thoughts. And if I would say like, oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. I did this. Oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. I did this. Then I noticed my kids were picking up that languaging, which yes. was probably from, you know, my brothers and sisters and my parents growing up. I mean, it probably goes back generations, but I wasn't even aware I would do that until I corrected my kids and said, hey, don't call yourself dumb. How would you know? You know, you can't know what you don't know. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, maybe that good <laughs> advice applies to me. Well, don't you love it when the light bulb goes on? I mean, it's it's really helpful when it finally goes on, because when you do eliminate it out, it becomes a new habit. And so our brains are thinking, my goodness, she's being really nice to me, but you will find you have greater energy. You're kinder, you're warmer. And I don't know about you, but I think that it's harder these days. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of uncivil behavior and talk. And so if we are modeling, not just for our children, but those who we are around, the positivity is contagious. So we can either affect someone or we can infect someone. So it's really very helpful to be aware of how we are thinking and talking to ourselves because no one talks to ourselves more than we do. Right, right. And sometimes, you know, I did this exercise one time a while ago with, I don't know, some some group I was part of and they're like, write down all the negative things that you say to yourself. And I'm thinking, well, I don't do that. Like I, you know, <laughs> I don't do that. So the job, you know, the, 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 um, the, the job was to take this notepad and every time you have a negative thought, write it down and carry this notepad for the week. And I'm thinking, this is stupid. Ha ha. There you go. And then I'm like, <laughs> I filled up that first page like the first day it i didn't even get out of the blocks and i think that's the one thing that you know giving yourself a little system checks and balances to go okay i'm going to stop and write on my phone every time i have a negative thought about myself or just a negative thought in general and you'll be surprised i really thought i was a super positive person and i am on the outside but on the inside i was like wow i have some work to do I think we all have work to do. I think it's it's human nature to not be happy when things don't go the way we thought they would go or to criticize ourselves when we knew we could have done better, even though your 98% is still an A. I think we often don't congratulate ourselves on the small wins. Linda, I'm just going to jump in here for a second, because as we talk about developing a power mindset, and we want to congratulate ourselves for sure on these small wins, because without those small wins, you know, we obviously never get to the big wins. Nobody just goes up to bat the first time in their life and hits a home run. But this is also true when it comes to projects that we're developing. And you know, devs are some of the most curious people. They're the first to explore the newest tech, wanting to know how and why things work. And that's why so many engineers turn to New Relic. New Relic gives you the data about what you build and shows you what's happening in your software lifecycle. It's a single place to see the data from your entire stack. So you don't have to look into 16 different tools and make those connections manually. New Relic pinpoints issues down to the line of code. I mean, that is so great. So you know why the problems are happening and you can resolve them quickly. That's why more than 14,000 companies use New Relic. When teams come together around data, it allows you to triage problems. 
problems. You can be confident in your decisions and reduce the time needed to implement resolutions using data, not opinions. Use the data platform made for the curious. Access the whole New Relic platform and 100 gig of data per month free forever and no credit card required. Sign up at newrelic.com slash coach talk. That's newrelic, N-E-W-R-E-L-I-C.com slash coach talk, newrelic.com slash coach talk, newrelic.com slash coach talk. You'll be so glad you did. Now we're talking today with Linda Crater and we're talking about celebrating the small wins. You know, small win can be getting up. It can be telling your inner monkey to shut up. It can be, you know, getting your gear ready to go to the gym. It can be picking up the phone or sitting down to make your cold calls. Those are small wins. Things that we avoid, we take baby steps, they're small wins. And it's really important that we recognize these small wins. And Linda, you're going to tell me why. We don't recognize the progress that we're making. So small steps lead to a lot of great new progress for ourselves. Wow, Linda, I can't wait to check out more of those products. And, you know, when we're we're talking about having these, you know, good thoughts, what is a good thought? Is a good thought like, I can do this? Is it encouraging or is it a gentle thought that's like, you know, maybe you didn't say that the way you should or maybe you shouldn't have done that, but it's okay. You know, when we talk about positive thoughts, what are they? me it's a thought that is kind it has compassion it has empathy to it because so often you hear about iq intellectual intelligence but emotional intelligence has just as great if not greater effect on our communication our connection with people our friends our ability to share thoughts and you know how you can stop a conversation cold with a label, a a word, um, even a tone of voice. And so I have a neighbor who has a tone of voice that sounds very brusque. And sometimes it will just stop me cold. And until I brought it to his attention, he wasn't aware that it was off-putting to people because it sounded negative. He didn't mean it negatively. But once you're aware, you can work on fixing it. Or if fixing isn't the thing that you want to do, you can just change it. And we do our best at the times that we do it. But these habits that you note, you said, writing it in a notebook or or ticking it off on a page if you're sitting at a desk, I think it's an awareness. And self-awareness is something pretty rare these days. But when if you don't go within, you will go without. And so I think it's super important to be kind. So to me, a positive thought or a positive way of thinking has kindness or compassion. So we've been talking about journaling recently. And if I had something I said during the day or I I worked on a project and it didn't quite go the way I wanted, I try and tell myself, you know, you made progress. You, You did, you know, three quarters of it right you have room to improve, but that's okay because I'm a lifelong learner and I want to improve. So you you asked me and I would say kindness, compassion, and especially empathy, which isn't easy for some people. No, and it's, it's one of those things that we 
we can do so good for other people, but not yes. turn on ourselves. You know, Linda, if you and I made the same mistake, we've been friends for a long time. I would be all over you with love and compassion and kindness and forgiveness and understanding. But if it was left up to me, that same situation would be like, how could you do that? You should have known better. You did this. And then the past comes up. That's the one thing that, you know, our our little inner monkey, our chatterbox, that and that that stuff that comes up. Have you noticed it's never good? It never is like, oh, you know, you're you made that mistake, you know, two years ago. You said the same thing and now you're doing it again. But that's OK, because I love you. No, that voice in your head is like, you dummy, how could you do that? You already did this once in one relationship now you're doing it again what is wrong with you like that's the voice in the head and you know that kindness and compassion we extend to others and this is where I think you know we've got to kind of slow down like slow our roll and watch what we're feeding ourselves because when you look at a lot of social media even the funny stuff is super super critical you know the whole yes um environment these days is to criticize and to poke fun at and to blame and say you know this person is wrong and this person is you know an idiot or look how foolish this person is or why are these people wearing masks why are these people not wearing masks like take your pick vax anti-vax you know whatever your belief system is are being challenged all over from the right. supreme court to small uh towns in their legislature and who can adopt and you know where state funds go to so knowing that we have this whole big breadth of opinions you just exhausted me with that list of all the negative things right. I, I, yeah i want to insert something though i think that our brains are geared to look at the things we did badly but yeah. if you can shift to looking at the things you did well you'll find that they vastly outnumber what you didn't do as well as you would have liked. And chances are good what you're criticizing, some people won't even have noticed that your tone was a little off or your word choice was harder than normal. I, I think we are our worst critics and we don't need to be because if we take and celebrate the small wins, which we don't take time to do, we don't intentionally pause to take those small wins. We, we're beating ourselves up. I've heard you sometimes talk about your spin class and you, you're you very exuberant that you've gotten through 45 minutes and you hit the incline and you did exactly what you wanted to do. And then sometimes, one time I heard you say, but I should have gone for an hour. Yeah. And you know, that that in itself is not negative. That's a nice thing that you have a goal to reach. On the other hand, look at you, you did 45 minutes of an amazing workout. But I, I think again, we are our harshest critics and we kind of get out of our own way. Well, yeah, and, you know, you use this word over and over, critic, you know, self-critic or, yes. you know, like when I had that litany of things that was just, you know, what I saw this morning, just turning on my computer and my phone without even trying and getting gas at the gas station, that pervasiveness in our culture that is yes. to criticize everything, criticize other people, criticize, and then never offer a solution. Like, that's the thing like you're right when i was working out that day and i was so down on myself going well i only did 45 minutes who said i'm supposed to do an hour like no right. one but me i created this artificial standard and what did i do criticize myself and i think we all do that we do 
I do the same exact thing. I, I watch online um, Pilates and ballet bar classes, and I, I've done 400 or something, 414 at the moment, classes. And it, it, it's just something that is self-paced. But if I don't hit what I have set for my goal for the week, I feel as though I've failed. And yet the reality is 414 30-minute classes is nothing to sniff at. So I think that what I've tried to do, and it's small and I have to keep practicing because I too need to do better at this, is to take a look at, at the good things that I've done. And okay, keep trying, keep improving. Both of us are always going to be strivers and overachievers. That's just the way we're built, but it's okay to be well, kind. Yeah, it's okay to be kind and it's okay to, you know, that's the thing with so much of the tracking too. Like, you know, let's just talk fitness for a second here. Yes. Because you know, fitness, my emotional fitness, my mental fitness, often, right. you know, goes along with my physical fitness. But, you know, I'm part of these different workout groups, then I have my fitness watch, and I'm looking at it right now going, like, God. right, I've only done, I've done 0% of my exercise, I've got 41% of my standing done. How about your hydration? Yeah, 25% of my move. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, lack, 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 you know, and it's, supposed to get you moving and it will get me moving but there is an element of it that can be defeating it can be and remember there's two motivating behaviors fear and love and so the fear of missing out fomo uh, or fear of time lost etc whereas you know that you can make that time up you will make that time up and it will happen so I, I have been really working hard on me. I can tell you are working hard on you and, and I'm helping other people. It's funny. They now notice it. Um, if it comes up, they're like, well, I heard a negative thought come out of your mouth. And I laugh because you make accountability partners of your friends. When you simply mention that this is something you're going to work on and will you help me with it? So I, I tend to make it a, a team effort as much as we're not around people as much anymore, but we are online or on the phone or in various means, even email. Uh, I actually don't write nasty emails about myself anymore. I won't make self-deprecating remarks because I just have learned to not do that. But writing gives you more time to ponder, but speaking takes a little more practice to make yourself uh, frame it in a positive fashion, but it does wonderful things for your brain, your body, your immune system, and your psyche. Because I want to feel better about myself, don't you? Oh, absolutely. You know, and one of the things that my friend Vicki, um, who's a wonderful therapist, taught me was she says, we teach people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. And we teach people how to think about us. Right. So if I constantly say out loud, like, oh, I made a mistake, you know, and this is stupid. I can't believe I did that. You know, what a dummy I am. You know, that whole thing. I've now just taught you, Linda, to think about me like that. And right. That and was... more is caught than taught. Yeah. So especially with our children, and I've watched it with my grandchildren, they pick up things. I like a sponge picks up water, it's, it's a little bit frightening. So you watch yourself even more when you're around little people. And I, I find that it's been a really big help in improving the, the self-care, the self-talk, the kindness. And 
again, treat yourself as you would treat a friend as opposed to talking to yourself in a way that isn't as positive. We, um, we are our own best cheerleaders if we allow ourselves to do so. And I think that's a much better role. Um, I still remember the um, saddle shoes and bobby socks. <laughs> and I enjoyed that immensely as a young person because I lived in a small town and those sorts of things were still done. And I prefer as a visual to keep it positive. Uh, cheerleading is a bit cliched, but it fits in this case. And so let's be positive with ourselves and with others because it really does make a difference in how we feel about us and what we magnify, what we amplify and what we attract. So Sandra, thank you so much for being with me today and talking about this topic. It is a very important one and it matters to everyone. So to our listeners, take a look at the way that you're talking to yourself. Take away a message of you can improve it and that it will improve your health, well-being, your connections, your engagement with others, especially the way you relate to others. So Sandra, thank you for being my friend my smart, lovely, beautiful friend. And I am grateful for talking today about positive self-talk and positive thinking. Thank you. You're welcome. And you know what? When we have to correct our friends, the wonderful, gentle way to do it is to say, you know what? Don't talk about my friend that way. Don't call her dumb. I love her. She's not dumb. That's a beautiful way to correct someone. Someone corrected me that way. They said, Sandra, stop talking about my friend that way. I love my friend, Sandra. And Aww. I thought it was such a beautiful way to let us all know to be kinder to ourselves in our own speech and our own thoughts. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach Talk Radio. Coach Talk Radio.